Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. If we desire to grow to our fullest potential as humans, there is a critical awareness that is necessary. You could say it's an awareness of our unawareness. I want to show you this quadrant you may have seen before. Uh, It talks about the four different levels of awareness or or, or knowledge. And the the top left-hand corner... uh, is the awareness that, of the things that you know that you know, right? So I know that the Australian cricket team is ap- absolutely smashing the palms, and I really know that I like that. That's good. Uh, I know that. I know that I know that. The next column is are the things that you know that you don't know. I know that there are many things I don't know. Uh, One of them is how to program a computer and do all that technical stuff that the team are doing up the back. Uh, I know that I don't know how to do that, and I'm quite happy about that too. Uh, The third column on the bottom left are the things that you don't know that you know. This might be a bit more difficult to understand. So it's that latent potential in you, right? Have you ever had that experience? You think, oh, I didn't know I knew that. For me, uh, one experience that comes to mind was when I went to university, which I didn't, I didn't start university until I was 30. I entered the seminary before I did uh, college, and that was a more practical um, course. But that was the first time I went to uni. I was 30. And I thought, you know, I didn't know how to write essays and do all this kind of, you know, intellectual stuff. <laughs> but as I started doing it, I realised, oh, my gosh, I can do this. And I was a lot better at it than I thought I would be. You know, it was, it, it was something that I knew, but I didn't know, right? The fourth column is, are the things that you don't know that you don't know. Can you get your head around that one? I don't know that I don't know. There are some things that we don't even... There are things that we know that we don't know, but there are many more things that we don't even know that we don't know. There is knowledge that is completely out of our awareness. We, we don't even have access to it. Right? Can't see it, got no concept of it. This is the awareness that's important if we want to grow. Because it's this awareness that, that humbles us and opens us up to new possibilities and new potential for our lives. The great philosopher Socrates uh, said that true wisdom is knowing what you don't know. And he's talking about this fourth quadrant of don't know, yeah? That there's a whole world out there that you haven't yet kind of accessed. That's true wisdom, being open to that, being humble before that. Now, there are some things that we do know about God, right? We know enough about God to to trust God and to, to follow God and to love God. We know enough. But it's important that we also recognise that God properly belongs in this bottom right-hand corner. That God is, in many ways, in most ways, unknowable to us. Far too great for us to comprehend. His power and his love and his goodness and his mercy is so much greater, so much much better than we can conceptualise. 
than we give God credit for. But the good news is that to those who are humble and those who are open and those who are trusting, God makes himself known to us more and more. This is the basic promise of Christianity, that there is a love and there is a life that is available to you, that that's, that's, it's unknown potential is out there. And you can access it. The way that we access it, the way that we come to know this knowledge is not by getting smarter or working harder or being better, but it's by being open to revelation, to God making himself known to us. Christianity says that the most important things about God and about ourselves and about life can only be revealed to us. We can't work them out. So we're talking here about a different kind of knowing. It's not so much intellectual knowing, but it's, it's a knowing that we connect through to more, more through our hearts than our heads. It's a, it's a spiritual knowing. To live a spiritual life is to be open to an unknown potential that only God can reveal to us, that only God can lead us into. The big question for us is, where do we find this revelation? <laughs> right? If only God can take us into the unknown and he does it through revelation, well, where do we get the revelation from? One primary place that we go to, of course, is the scriptures. The, the whole Bible is God's way of trying to open our minds and open our hearts to see what we can't yet see and to access what we haven't yet accessed. Right? The whole, all the scriptures, you could read any word and it could lead you into that unknown. But there are particular moments in the scriptures, there are, there are particular events that give us a very special insight to God. They're big moments of revelation. And the baptism of Jesus, what we're celebrating today, is one of those moments. So today I just want to point out two things that the baptism of Jesus reveals to us about God, which are really, really significant for our life. If we can allow this revelation to sink into our hearts and not just sort of hear it with our ears and process it with our brains, but if we can be open to the, this revelation and, and allow it just to sink in, it, it can transform us and take us into an unknown that we, we didn't know was possible, right? So what's the first thing that the baptism of Jesus reveals to us about God? Well, the first thing is it reveals God's heart for humanity. Have you ever wondered why Jesus, who was sinless, needed to be baptised? You ever think about that? <laughs> See, the reason John the Baptist was baptising was to prepare people for the coming of the Messiah, the coming of Jesus, right? His baptism was a call to repentance. He was saying to all the people, if you want God in your life, you need to face your pride and your sin. You need to own it. You need to repent of it, and you need to turn your hearts back to God. And it seems like a lot of people were responding to that call of John. He had all kinds of people coming to him, repenting, being dunked in the water. All kinds of colourful characters, prostitutes and tax collectors and criminals and adulterers. 
What's interesting is that it was these people who were open to this opportunity for a fresh start. They were open to discovering something that they didn't yet know, a new possibility for their life. Whereas the religious people, they were on the side of the river just watching. Interesting, huh? What about you? Where are you standing? If you were at the riverside, if John was calling you, where would you be standing? Anyway, as the story goes on, Jesus comes along. He follows the rest of the sinners and he comes up to John. He says, right, I'm next. (laughs) And John is like, cousin, come on, are you serious? (laughs) You want to be baptised? Baptism's for people like us, not for people like you. And Jesus simply says, well, let's, let's just leave it like this for the time being. This is how it is supposed to be. Why? Why is this how it's supposed to be? Why did Jesus have to be baptised? Well, it seems that he knew that he had an important message to convey to humanity. There was something he needed to reveal about God that was beyond our awareness, that could only come to us through revelation. You see, through his baptism, Jesus was saying to all of those sinners who were walking into the river and to all of the people who have been baptised since, including you and me, he's saying, hey, I'm walking in with you. I'm walking in with you. Jesus being plunged into the water was God's way of saying that I'm entering fully into your world. I'm taking on your condition. I'm immersing myself fully in your hurt and your pain and your weakness and your failure and your guilt and your death. And I'm not only in it with you, I'm not only sharing it with you, but I'm going to take all of that upon myself and I'm going to redeem it all for you. I'm going to take all that stuff that you don't like about your life and I'm going to transform it into new potential, new life. And that's the symbolism of baptism, right? Going into the water is a symbol of dying, of death. And coming out, of course, is a symbol of new life, new possibility, a new potential which we didn't even know was possible for us. Through his baptism, Jesus was revealing a God who would go to any length to love and to save his people, and that includes you and me, in whatever state you might find yourself in. Is your heart open to that revelation today? Are you prepared to allow God to be with you regardless of what's going on in your life? Are you open to God revealing new life to you, even in the midst of your death? Are you open to that revelation today? The second key revelation that comes through the baptism of Jesus has to do with our relationship to God. We heard it today, right? Jesus was baptised and then once he comes out of the water, the heavens open and a voice declares, this is my son, the beloved. My favour rests on him. God was revealing here something really important about the identity of Jesus. He's saying, this is my son. 
This is my son sent for you, and my love and my favour is found in him. You hear what God's saying through the baptism of Jesus? Everything you want, everything you really need is found in him. This revelation was not just important for the crowd to hear. It's not just important for us to hear, but it seems like it was also important for Jesus because after he heard these words, he then launched into his ministry. It was hearing these words of affirmation from the Father, from heaven, that gave him the security and the confidence to then go on and live his purpose. You see, we all need our identity and our value and our dignity affirmed from time to time. And what we learn from this moment in Jesus' life is that there is some, some affirmation that we can only get from heaven. There's some potential that only God can unlock in us. As much as we go looking for that affirmation all over the place, (laughs) the most important affirmation, the most important um, reminder of our dignity and our value can only come from God. If Jesus needed to hear these words, then so do we. St Paul's message to us in the second reading today is that this revelation of who we are in God's eyes has already been spoken to us. It's already available to us whenever we want it. And we access it, St Paul says, through our baptism. See, it's through our baptism, through our own baptism, that God has made his home in us. St Paul says today that that the Spirit has been poured over us and that Spirit not only purifies our soul, it not only heals us and restores us, but it brings us into a whole new relationship with God, into a whole new identity. What St. Paul says is that we, because of the spirit that's in us through our baptism, we share in the same relationship with the Father that Jesus has. We, We are also sons and daughters. And so therefore, we call God, not just God, but Father, our Father. We say our Father with Jesus. Now, God loves us even before we're baptised, right? But Paul's point is that through baptism, God gives us a whole new capacity to know and to access that love. Through the grace of our baptism, God gives us an ability to know what before was unknowable. That's the whole point of our baptism, right? It's supposed to be a gift that keeps on giving, that keeps on revealing to us more of who God is, more of who we are. The gift of our baptism is meant to keep leading us forward into this unknown potential. Unfortunately for many of us, it just lies there dormant. Is your heart open to this revelation of the voice of heaven speaking to you of your dignity and your value and your identity? Are you open to God uh, speaking over your life how he sees you, your belovedness? Are you open to this revelation today? The good news is that you can open up to it any time. 
All you need to do is draw upon the grace that's already been given to you in your baptism. If you want to open up to it, you just need to do what Jesus did. Just follow his lead. What did he do at his baptism? He just gave himself to the Father. (laughs) He just said, yes, I'll, I'll follow your plan. I give myself to you as fully as I can. And that's, that's the secret. If we want to access the grace of our baptism, we just need to live with that, with that same heart. God, I, I just I give myself to you as fully as I can. That's, that's what we're saying when we're baptised. I mean, for many of us, it happens when we're babies. Uh, and so we, hopefully our parents are saying that for us, right? They're saying, we're saying, I surrender my power to you so that I can live by your power. That's, that's, the, that's the heart of of the person who's been baptised, right? So every morning, you might just practically spend a bit of time doing this in your own prayer, opening up to the grace of your baptism. You might just say, God, I surrender myself to your grace today. I welcome the power of your spirit that's in me. I give permission today for your grace, your spirit to heal me, to transform me, to empower me and to keep leading me into a potential that only you can see. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.